You're listening to Turn the Page, a bookish podcast about all things fantasy, YA, LGBT and romance. Each month we'll be reviewing new books, sharing our thoughts on the latest book news and events and hosting our monthly book club. And now over to our hosts, Kaylee and Sophie. Hello and welcome back to the first Turn the Page podcast of 2021. We're back after a bit of a break and as always I'm joined by Sophie. Hi Sophie, Happy New Year. Hello, and, and you? Yeah, thank you and Happy New Year everyone. So today our episode is all about TBRs, that endless list of books we just want to read that just keeps getting longer and longer and longer <laughs> uh, and threatening to drown us but that we just can't stop adding to. Um, but before we get into that I just wanted to take a very quick moment to say thank you to everyone who entered our recent giveaway and a very big congratulations to Megan who won two books of her choice from Book Depository. I hope you enjoy them Megan. If you enjoyed the Turn the Page podcast we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at myendlessshelf at gmail.com or leave a comment on the blog and we might give you a shout out on the next episode. Okay so as I mentioned in today's episode we're going to be talking about TBRs and planning your TBR for the upcoming year. So for anyone who doesn't know TBR is just your to be read list or to read list. Um and it's sort of a shelf on Goodreads and you can add it on Storygraph or whatever you use really. It's just what we call your, the books you want to read. Um, we're a bit late getting this off the ground because of the third lockdown here in the UK. We had planned this for January but, you know, things happen. But anyway, we're back now and today we're going to be talking about reading challenges and how they can help or hinder your reading, reading journals and much more. But first I think we should talk a little bit about what we've been reading lately. Do you want to start us off, Sophie, and with yeah, the books sure. you've read since we last spoke? Um, so I think I have read... Hang on, I'm just going into my <laughs> nice little reading journal that we have here. Yeah, so Sophie and I... I was going to mention this later, but Sophie and I got each other reading journals for Christmas <laughs> completely by accident. We both bought each other the same one. <laughs> we didn't even intend... We'd never told each other that we were buying reading journals, but we both ended up getting each other the same like, one. I think secretly, like, I wanted one for myself. Yeah, and I wanted and one for myself. One. And, <laughs> and then we, we bought just, each other one. Yeah. yeah, so it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Okay, so I think during the last episode, I was about halfway through The Wolf and the Water. By Josie Jaffrey, yeah. yes. yeah, um, Which so is a YA sort of um, Atlantis-inspired... Yeah. Yeah, yeah retelling. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. How did that go? I gave it three, three-ish stars. Okay, so three, three stars. See, I think some people just sorry not to interrupt you but some people sort of automatically assume that three stars is a bad rating no, no i don't not. think that i mean on the blog we only ever really rate things three and above because i don't generally like giving negative reviews no. i don't want to slander somebody's work when they've worked so hard on it and as i always say there's a book out there for everyone just because we don't enjoy it doesn't mean other people won't um, and vice versa you know we've read books that have been rated poorly and we absolutely love them they've yeah. been five star reads and we've read books that have been rated five stars and absolutely hated them yes. um, the we book shall not name not, it yeah we won't <laughs> name it the book from last year um, but yeah so sorry continue so three stars isn't a bad review no, no, it means no. you did enjoy it there were things that you liked about it so tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more yeah so um, I really liked the plot it was fast paced um, there was plenty of action there kept you guessing all the time of where it was going yeah um, but I just I could not connect to the character t- characters at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody else gets that as well. But like you just you just don't feel emotionally attached to them. I know like, what you mean. Yeah, I had a similar thing happen to me. Um, with one of the books that I read uh, recently, which I'll talk about in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I do know what you mean. If if there's not that connection, if you don't feel invested in their character, if you don't yeah. want them to succeed, or if you can't relate to them in any way, it is hard. I think to yeah enjoy and- it really. And that's the thing, and obviously the ending, I feel like it was built up throughout the whole of the book. Yeah. And then how it ended, it was just like, 
like that. Right, so it went really quick. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I feel like for, for all the planning that went into the book yeah. and the plot and everything, I feel like the ending just completely let it down. Was it a stand, is it a standalone or is it a series? So do you think they'll continue, like the author will continue it and maybe expand on that maybe or? I'm not sure. I think it could be expanded on, but I'm not sure. I don't, personally, I don't know where it would go. Okay. Um. So what did you like about it then? So you've talked I about, liked, obviously, the character was hard to relate to. Where it was set. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you like the was, world was, building. Yeah, it was literally in this valley, and it was nobody. Nobody knew about it. It was completely. Yeah. Completely lost. Um. Was the mythology good though? So obviously, it's like mythology and Atlantis inspired. Was did that ring through quite well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's called the Wolf in the Water. There isn't any wolves in there. Like not. Yeah, not I assume that's a metaphor. One. Yeah. Um. But that was quite good. Yeah, that um, obviously really cool. you've got a love triangle in there, which again it didn't really work for me. Love triangles are hard to yeah. get right. There are so many that are just bad. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think a lot of people like in one in one way it was quite sweet and like oh everybody gets along and yeah. <clears throat> but for me, I was just like, no, it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> yeah, they are difficult to do. Um, to be honest, I can't. There are very few love triangles that I actually enjoy. Some of them are so cringy and just yeah. don't work. Um, so yeah, I, I can understand why that would be a bit of a pain point for you, really. Yeah. But yeah, what else have you been reading? Um, I also read a villain for Christmas, which you recommended. Yes, to me. I did last year. Um, by Alice I, Winters. Yeah, and I listened to this on Audible because it was narrated by Michael Leslie. Yes, I did the same. Who is my favourite narrator yes. of all time? <laughs> um, I rated this five stars. Um, yeah. Just because it was fantastic, I loved everything about it. Um, it wasn't really Christmas themed. No, that's what I got. It wasn't really Christmassy. It was set at Christmas time. Yeah, it was in, set in December. But it didn't give you like Christmas feels. No. Um, but it was really funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. But then you've also got like, these heartfelt moments where you feel really sorry for the different characters. And I think my favourite character being Balzac, the bald, <laughs> hairless cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is a really good book. And I, I think with that one, I think I do. I'm glad that I read it. Sorry, listened to it. Mm. because Michael Leslie really brought the characters to life. Yeah. So I do think that was really good. Yeah. What else? Uh, I read one, it was a, just a, a really short read, really. Um, Every Heart a Doorway. Oh, so I haven't heard of that. it's part of the Wayward Children series. Mm, I haven't heard of that one, It I sounded think. really, really interesting. Who's it by? Um, Seanan. Sian. <laughs> Okay. Sean and Maguire. Okay. Yeah. Not really sure how to pronounce that. Okay. Apologies, Apologies. for getting that wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, the the plot is, is it, it promises like, obviously, you know all the children that go missing through doorways and down rabbit holes yeah, and yeah, yeah. that? Well, it, it's saying like, well, what happens when they get kicked, when they get kicked out of those worlds and when they come back? Oh, okay. Um, and they go to this school, like a boarding school. So a bit like a rehabilitation once they've been down the magic yeah because the parents think they're all like insane and yeah like, okay send them off to the yeah that school, makes not sense, really scary right, okay. um again that like, does sound really cool actually yeah but I was I was quite disappointed if I'm honest oh, um, no. and I only gave it two stars oh no so that's your worst is that your worst book so yeah. far this year so far oh, that's a shame um like I said the the idea of it was really good but. I don't know, for saying that it was it was young adult, I was quite disturbed for like the way that these murders started happening. Like you've okay. got quite sadistic ways of murdering like these other kids. Oh, okay. Um 
and so obviously you're trying to find out who the murderer is and, and, and why and yeah. I figured that out from really early on in the book so oh, it's always a shame isn't it when yeah. you guess the plot twists yeah. so early yeah, so I'm a bit disappointed about that but I think, I think that's just me because like I said I've checked out obviously the reviews that it's got on Goodreads and, and Amazon and stuff and it, it's quite highly rated so as I said earlier sometimes a book just isn't the right fit for yeah. you personally but you know there's nothing wrong with that at all no you know for, it's like for me I am really character driven yeah and plot twist driven so if a book has really really strong characters mm-hmm. who are compelling but also has massive plot twists that you do not see coming those those are some of my favorite books yeah. ever so the, the books that I rate the highest are, are usually those books it's the books of the characters you you, you have you're immediately invested in you know they, they sometimes they make you laugh or whatever but in the, the plot twist you just don't see them coming it's just completely surprising um and then also you know there's, there's there's books that i absolutely love where it is just character the plot might not be great but the characters are so good that the plot doesn't really matter mm. because you just these characters are so real and so engaging that the plot almost is an afterthought, if that yeah. makes sense. It's not as important as the characters. Yeah. Whereas for other people, the world building is the most important. So, you know, it, it, they will be reading for the fact that they want this completely fleshed out fantasy mm-hmm. realm. And they want to know all the history and all the languages and everything. And for me, that just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, it, it's just, you know, there's different books out there for everyone. And you've just got to find what you like. And yeah. some things you won't, so... <laughs> What, have you read anything else? Um, yeah, we also... I read The Bear and the Nightingale, which was our joint read, Yes, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that yeah. later. Yep, perfect. Um, and then I'm about a quarter off finishing The Cemetery Boys. Yes, by Aidan Thomas, which yes. we buddy read, didn't we? But yeah. I've, I've already finished it. That was brilliant, that was. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm literally... Really I've got... I've got less than 100 pages to go. Okay. So. Well, I won't spoil the ending for you, but it was just fantastic. Yeah, Again, I'm that's, it that's one of those books where, as I just said, the characters were so, so good, mm-hmm. I didn't mind that the plot was a little bit predictable. Yeah. Um, so I guessed the plot quite early on. Um, and I think, almost, I think you were supposed to. There were that many hints. It was almost yeah. like it was inevitable that you were going to guess what's going to happen. And I think with that, the main thing was that the characters didn't know. Mm-hmm. You did, but they didn't. So you're kind of like screaming at them, it's this person, <laughs> it's this person. Um, but again, like I said, the characters are so good. The relationships between the characters are so good that it just compels you to keep reading. Yeah. And yeah, oh my gosh, at the end, I, I did I did well. have tears in my eyes at the end. I just can't. I know. Well, I got to, it was, it's a bit like um, they both die at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Really, you kind of get the same feeling because you know it's not going to go anywhere, but you're rooting for it to go somewhere and... Yeah, I, I get know. what you mean. Yeah, it just yeah. Again, well, with that book again, the characters got to got under my skin. So even mm. though the title gives away what's going to happen, because you get these feelings for these characters, you almost make yourself disbelieve that you know it's going to work yeah. out okay. It'll Something's going to happen, and they'll just change it all around. Yeah, and exactly. And obviously that that didn't happen in that book. So <laughs> <laughs> not to spoil it for anyone. Um, but yeah. So okay, is it my turn? It's your turn. Yeah. Okay. That's so all for me. <laughs> so I've read a few yeah I've done alright actually um, I read the first book I read was um, Sins of a Wicked Duke by Sophie Jordan which is a romance so over Christmas um, Bridgerton came out on Netflix yeah loads of people is, have talked about that yeah, but I haven't, I haven't which is, it's, it a, it's a book adaptation of a book called The Duke and I by Julia Quinn mm-hmm. um, so I hadn't read that before and I just watched the series because loads of people were talking about it and I thought oh, I'll give this a try and I did enjoy it um, it's not very deep there's not a lot there <laughs> but you know it's it was fun to watch and it was 
interesting for me I think I liked most of all the music and the sort of the, the scenery and the, the costume design and everything yeah. in that I thought that was really good but after watching it I was like oh I really want to read like a Regency romance that's what I want to read right now so there's one that I um, read quite often it's just one of my favourite romance authors so like I said it was Sins of a Wicked Duke by Sophie Jordan and it's good because it's got sort of um, a gender twist mm. so the main character um, she does sort of a Mulan thing and, and disguises herself as a man yeah um, because she's sick and tired of how women are treated and, and how she's being treated because she's a woman in that period. So she she, she disguises herself as a man. Um, so it's quite interesting, actually, mm. because there's almost a bit of chemistry between... Well, there is a lot of chemistry, actually, between the, the, the male love interest and her while she's disguised as a man. So I'm like, oh, yes, oh, okay. it's, it's like almost bisexual romance. <laughs> so I'm just, just categorising it that way. But, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. It's like a bit of a... Bit of a naughty naughty romance it's yeah. just just fun to read really um so that's that was always good and then i read um i got um the december fairy loot box um which i got as a one-off and that had in it um and i only got it because it had master of one in mm-hmm. it by jada jones and danny bennett and i'd heard about this book so so much i think <laughs> i talked about it last time actually um it, it was it was pitched as a fay heist yeah. kind of book um so it's a YA fantasy it said it was a bit like six of crows and you know it's lgbt storyline and it was written by a married uh, queer couple as well and i thought oh how brilliant is that it's that that's really good so yeah i jumped at it and the book's beautiful it's got like obviously it's fairy loot so it's got gorgeous glittery sprayed edges yeah. and it's really really pretty and i read it and the, the beginning blew me away the prologue was really good the prologue was like really brutal and murdery and I was like (laughs) wow didn't expect that um and then sort of so the prologue sort of set several years in the past Mm. and then when the first chapter kicks in you meet the main character Rags who's sort of a down on his luck thief he's been captured and he's in jail and all of a sudden he ends up being forced to do things he he never wanted to do and working for people he never wanted to work for. Yeah. Um, And it starts off really, really, really well. He ends up just being tortured, basically, with all these bad things that happen. But throughout it all, he's so funny and witty and just you just want to wrap him up and just be like, oh, I want all happy things for him. And it was going really, really great. We met the, the next character... And they, ha- they started to build some chemistry. And then all of a sudden, I mean, we were about, I don't even know, like 20 chapters in. Yeah. Like a crazy amount of chapters in. And then it started to introduce new point of view characters. Right, so okay. So after sort of chapter 19, 20, the next chapter was from a completely new character's point of view who we hadn't met yet. And then after that, there was another one. And then another one. And then after 10 more chapters, it'd go back to rags for one chapter and then all these other different characters and all I was thinking the whole time is I just want Rags back yeah. because he was my favourite um, and then as well the once that happened this pace there at the beginning was just speeding along and I was reading really quickly and just like we're, we're whizzing through this it just took a dive and went really slow mm-hmm. and I was almost forcing myself to read through these chapters that I just wasn't interested in yeah. just to get back to the character that I was engaged with so again this is me this is my thing where I, I, I love these characters who you know, they are funny, they are damaged, they are scarred, they, they, but you love them. Yeah. And and that's what drives the story for me. So I was just skipping through for his chapters. So like I said, the middle was a bit slow and a bit drab. But then 
we got to sort of the ending again and that really picked up again because again it was more from Rags's perspective mm. and um, loads and loads of action happened at the end and this is well they haven't announced a, a sequel but it finishes in a place where you think there's got to be a sequel mm. so I do want to keep reading the series I just I'd, I'd just prefer it to be just from Rags's perspective if yeah. that makes sense yeah um, and it is it is good. It just like I said, it just took a bit of a dive when it started to split. It's good though that you've narratives like, that you you were interested in that character so much that like obviously it pushed you to read. Yeah, on and that's the thing. That... I mean, I didn't exactly rate it badly. It's just it it was. I think it was three and a half, four star read for me. It was just the beginning was so strong and the end was so strong. It just lost itself in the middle a bit. Yeah, and it's like you know the themes in it, the the, the ideas in it. It was also well done and really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think it would have benefited from just sticking with the one narrator. Yeah. I really do. I think that would have just helped the plot to just go through. But yeah, so moving on, sorry. The next book was <laughs> The Bear and the Nightingale, so again, we'll talk about that later. And then I went back and I did read um, The Duke and I by Julia Quinn, which is the one that Bridgerton is based on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that book is a problem. <laughs> There's a scene in the show... That is not... It, it's it's just not great. Right. Um, basically, the main female character takes advantage of the male character mm-hmm. in a way where if the roles were reversed, you know that there would be outrage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really not sure why it was in the movie. Now, obviously, I hadn't read the book before, so I didn't know whether it was in the book or not, and it is, and it's worse right. in the book um, because basically he's intoxicated in the book. He's sort of drunk, so... Mm-hmm. I think it makes it even worse. Yeah. So to be honest, I I enjoyed everything really, but that. Yeah. Um. And and I did a sort of different kind of review of this on the blog because I wanted to compare the book and the, the show. Mm-hmm. Um. The show had some points that I think were better, so some of the characters were a lot better. Um. And I loved the diversity in the show as well. Um. In the book, yeah, there were some characters that I felt should have been in the book that weren't. So I think maybe the show um, drew off the later books in the series because there's a lot of books in the series that I haven't read when they read the first one. And I think that probably drew character inspiration from other books as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit of a half and half one for me. I did enjoy it, but there were just things that were really problematic. Mm. Um, so I, I couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to, I think. So yeah, but maybe we'll see how that goes, I think, yeah. and just see whether it gets any better, the series. Uh, and yeah, and then I read Cemetery Boys like you did, like I said, it was a uh, buddy read, and that was mm-hmm. really, really good, and thank you for that, because it was a gift from you. <laughs> it's all right, thank very, you for mine, very unex- for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was an unexpected gift, and that was really, really nice. But yeah, I loved that, it was really, really good. Um, I think it was really interesting to have a book that had a trans main character that was written by a trans author. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know the, the the this sort of the all the culture in it was beautiful. Yeah. The scenery was lovely. You like straight away from the first chapter, it was like, oh, I'm there. Yeah, I am in that's like what, I am what, in this yeah. place that they are in. That's what I'm enjoying about it. Yeah, well. it was just like you jumped into the pages. It's like a Mary Poppins painting, <laughs> and you just jumped into it. It was really really good. Um, and like I said, the characters were fantastic. I won't waffle on too much because we've already already covered that. But yeah. And then at the moment, I'm reading um, an arc of The Charmed Wife by Olga Grushin. Um, and that's an arc I got from NetGalley. And it's interesting. It's meant to be a, a Cinderella retelling. Right. 
and it has gone in a very bizarre direction. Really? Yeah. So it started off, um, basically it starts off with a woman tell, talking about how she, how she tell, how she's telling the story of Cinderella to her daughter. Mm. And it turns out that the woman who's speaking is actually Cinderella and she's actually talking to her daughter and telling her daughter the story of how she met the prince. Yeah. But it, and it starts off quite interesting. It's quite feminist. Um, there's also these little side stories about all these mice, which are quite funny, and it's a little bit Terry Pratchett-esque in, the, in those stories. But it just, it kind of goes a bit strange. It, the, it's, it's quite, it's got a lot of adultery in it, for want of a big word. Um, <laughs> it, it's, yeah. So if you don't like sort of books with cheating in, I suppose it's not a book that you'd enjoy. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to go in that direction. So it's very much an adult retelling of, Cinderella and yeah. it's not a retelling really it's more what, what happened after afterwards. they got married yeah um, so like I said I'm not quite finished yet and I'm interested to see how it ends but the plot has taken a bit of a dive because it it started off very well and on one tangent and now it seems to have split off and it keeps going back and forth and back and forth mm. and it's sort of like oh I wonder how this is going to wind itself up I'm not really sure because I'm not too far from the end and I'm still not quite sure how it's going to wrap up so I'll probably talk about that more next month once I've figured out what's going on but yeah so but thank you to Hodder and Stoughton Stoughton don't know how to say it for the e-arc of that one it is now available to buy if anyone wants to buy it um like I said it started off really interesting it is a much more adult sort of take on Cinderella um it's a it's almost a little bit not thrillerish but you you don't really expect what happens to Mm. happen it is quite dark in ways um, I was going to say because when you think of Cinderella, you think of like the kids' fairy tale kind of thing. Yeah, it's nothing it's, like that. It's very, very. It is very, very dark. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's. It's like I said. It's got a lot. The the very adult themes, and it's just sort of just taking on like what what happens after they get married, and how it isn't all happily ever after, and how there are some serious problems, and you know the things that Cinderella as you know does to try and fix everything and it it it, it is good it is it's keeping me interested it's keeping yeah. me going i'm just wondering what's how it's going to wrap up really yeah. i think that's the main thing i'm just trying to figure out where it's going to go mm-hmm. okay so let's move on to our main topic so yeah so we're going to be talking about um planning your tbr so do you plan your tbr why why don't you (laughs) you know have we added any new books to our tbr since the start of the year so we're just going to jump straight into that as i said we got the same amazon uh, journal reading journals from amazon for each other for christmas yeah and i absolutely love mine i I carry it everywhere like i literally don't put it down (laughs) it's with me wherever i go even if i'm just going from downstairs to upstairs for some reason i carry it with me i carry mine like I'll, i'll go for put it away upstairs and i'm like no, I need that. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll just bring it back downstairs and I'll put it on the side. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So whilst I'm reading, it's just there. It's just... Yeah, because when I start a new book, I'll fill in that. Because they're really good, actually. I wish we could show everyone. Um, but if you want to have a look, they're, they're by a company called smartbooks.com. So it's uh, smart and then books is spelled book, but with an X at the end. So smartbooks.com. But they're on Amazon. Um, and they're really cool. So at the beginning, at the front, you've sort of got a content section where you list the titles of the book books that you're reading and you can tick off what genres they are and then each book has its own individual page and you can put in whether it's a paperback a hardback whatever who the publisher is when it was published the page count there's a space for you to leave a review there's a space for you to add quotes 
you know you can add start and finish date you know there's also a little inspiration tree section on the right hand side which you know asks questions like why you read it what it inspired you to do who you'll recommend it to and then you've got the rating section where you can rate the plot the characters the ease of reading and your overall sort of feeling about it and I think I love it it's so yeah, it's it really helping doesn't it? yeah and it's really helping me to write reviews as well because so often I'll I, before I'd, I'd read a book not make any notes at all forget about it and then yeah. when I've come to write my review I'm just staring at a blank page and I have no idea what what are words so <laughs> it's but, also got at the back um 100 top voted fiction books yes um, it has. and it has a space for you to write notes of any books that you want to read any new authors and it's got a loan record so if you borrow books from other people you can write them down which we don't do we don't do that uh, no we don't share <laughs> we're not very good with like we just buy each other another copy so that yeah we don't have to loan out our own exactly yeah <laughs> that is true but yeah so it's, it's got loads in it um but like i said for me it's really good because when i start a book i'll fill in the basic information so i'll put the title the author and, and what type it is and what date I've started it and everything. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm reading, I might just jot down a little note or how yeah. something's made me feel or if there's a particular quote that I've just enjoyed. And so when I'm coming to do my reviews, it's really, really helping because yeah. I've actually got some material there to start with. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it is really good. But what I'll do is I'll um, leave a link to the ones that we purchased on the blog and on YouTube. So if anybody wants to grab yourselves one of those from Amazon or wherever you can find those but yeah so so let me just ask do you plan your tbr do you have any idea of what it is you want to read over the coming month or year or whatever now i do i never used to um and it's only really it's really recently um that i've tried to to plan um just because before i'd I'd go out and i was just like oh new books and i'd just keep buying and buying and buying yeah so you were like a not a window shopper but a shelf browser yeah Yeah, i was doing the same thing yeah and then i'd get home and i'd arrange them all nice on my shelf and then they'd kind of be forgotten about because yeah that's just the case of the book lover i think (laughs) i'm thinking there's there's no way i've got all these books that like that were new at the time yeah that are now quite old that i still haven't read um so yeah Yeah, i I feel your pain (laughs) I've started. I did promise myself that I wasn't going to buy any anymore until I'd started reading the really old ones that I bought that I still haven't read yet. Okay. And then you corrupted me yesterday, so we did more virtual book shopping. We did. Um, I'm but not yeah, sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in my defence, you bought two books. I only bought our next book of the month, which we'll reveal later. Um, so I was quite good. I only I only bought our book club. I thought I was choice. good for not buying more. <laughs> But I did have a book shopping spree last week as well. That's true. Um, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, I have started to plan my TBRs and I've got a little notebook and I'm doing it month by month. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of looked at my bookshelf and I've thought, right, okay, what's the oldest? And then I've looked, oh, okay. looked a little bit more. About, oh, this is new information yeah. for me. I didn't know you were doing this. Yeah. Um, looked a bit about the book and I've got really excited for it. And then I jot it into like my month. But obviously leaving enough room for if I do buy a yes. little extra. <laughs> um, just so I don't feel overwhelmed. I've got like two, three books at yeah, per month okay. at the moment. Um, but yeah, I love how I've, you've done it, actually. I'm just looking at your notebook now. It's all colour-coded and yeah, pretty. Yeah, little sticker notes. Yeah, and, that's really cute. Like I've left, I've left like enough room to obviously add new books in or yeah. take, take ones away. Um, obviously, if I've already got it, 
that's on there as well. Yeah. Which most Oh, that's really that. good. See, now I've tried that many, many times. I even, you know, I've tried it that way where I'll plan out my month. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried it where I've, where I've said, you know, I'll read these books this year and there won't be that many. And, you know, I've even done, last year I even got myself a TBR jar. So I wrote yeah. down all the books that I owned or all the books that were on my TBR shelf. I did that as well. Put them in a jar. And then the idea is that you just pick one out. But the big problem with me, and I've said it millions of times, is I'm a mood reader. Yeah, I can't I mean, do it. Every time I'd pick a name of a book out of the jar, I'd think, oh, I'm not in the mood for that now. And I'd put it back. Yeah. So I, I got through none at yeah. all. So at the moment, obviously, the only book I have a month that I know I'm going to read is our book club choice. Mm-hmm. But I recently was really, really naughty and have subscribed to Fairy Loot <laughs> again. And I'm already subscribed to Bookbox subscription. And I'm going to have to choose one or the other because I'm not made of money. <laughs> So yeah, but I do also want to because the the featured book they do uh, fairly do a read along. Mm. So I do want to do that because it sounds like loads of fun. Um, so I probably will add in the fairy loot book once a month to do that a read along. And Book Box Club have um, they have like a an author chat, like a, a yeah. book club meet up with the author. So I think you're supposed to have read the book by that point as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe those two. Other than that, I don't choose. If I get arcs that are released by a certain date, I will include those. Um, because obviously I want to try and promote the books before they come out or yeah. just around when they come out. Um, there's one actually coming out next month that I'm really looking forward to. Not next month, April. Um, <laughs> heads all over the place. But yeah, so I don't really plan my TBR. Um, but saying that, these reading journals are really helping me to sort of feel like I've got a plan. Yeah. If that makes sense, because I'm just sort of... it's Like I said, it's just a place to make notes and I can write down what books... I'm inspired to read next. Mm-hmm. So if I'm reading one book and it puts me in the mood to read another book, then I can just write that down and then I know what I'm doing next, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But other than that, I don't have a specific sort of goal. Yeah, I mean, I just thought I'd try something different because I tried the jar thing. Yeah. And again, I was pulling a label out and I was like, no, I don't fancy that. And then I just pull another one out. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've got... Yeah, you've got no 20 pieces left. of paper and you, <laughs> and you still and haven't picked got, anything. Like, new books sitting over there yeah and you're like yeah i'll just go buy more yeah exactly yeah. so i thought i'd try this and just give this a go yeah i think that's a good idea though not adding too much yeah so if you just give yourself one or two and obviously reading's fun you're not going to beat yourself up if you don't no. read both books you know if you only read one or if you don't read any but you read something else you know it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but it's i think it is nice to have a goal yeah um i think that's on the same sort of um, sort of theme is like reading challenges which we'll talk about in a little bit as well um, you know they help you to sort of meet goals or make new goals mm-hmm. so we'll talk about those in a minute but I just wanted to quickly talk about what's on your TBR at the moment so do you have anything on your TBR for this month sort of February March time you're going to look in your <laughs> look in your book. book what do you have yeah so at the moment February we just have the Cemetery Boys which I'm, I'm finishing soon yeah um, and then the Hazelwood Okay. And again, I've had that for so long. Yeah. Um, like, I'm talking years. And okay. I've, it's got lovely blue sprayed pages, and Ooh, it's okay. really pretty. Um, and I've just, I've never, I've always put it back. And then I, I read the back, and I was like, that sounds really interesting. Why yeah. have I not read this yet? So I put that on there. And then, like I said, I've still got space to add, add other books, obviously, because I hope to read more than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a starting point on where I'm going to go. That sounds good. See, my my February... See, I've done two months together because 
otherwise it'd just be too much for one month mm-hmm. but I've got quite a few on mine but mostly because I've got um, a few a few arcs that I need to read yeah um, because they're coming out soon so for me I, I want to finish The Charmed Wife which as I said was an arc I'm a bit late on that one because it is already out um, but I, like I said I am enjoying it uh, the big book that I'm really really looking forward to is Malice by Heather Walter which is a queer um Sleeping Beauty retelling, so it's mm. all about the villain. Yeah. Um. So that should be really cool, and that's out in April. So I want to try and get that read in February, March time. Um. I want to read Law by Alexandra Bracken, which I think we we might buddy read actually yeah, because yeah. we were going to do it for a book club read, mm. weren't we? But we've changed that. Um. So that sounds really cool. I've got another couple of arcs. I've got a, a Game of Wings and Marks by Rebecca Crunden, which sounds really cool actually. It's about a girl who found finds a, an angel who's being hunted for falling in love with a human uh, and then they've got to sort of come up with a cunning plan to escape so that sounds kind of that cool. sounds interesting yeah and then there's also um, a middle grade book so sort of a children's book on my list which is called me my dad and the end of the rainbow by benjamin dean that's an lgbt kids book i'm hoping to read that with my daughter um and it's sort of about a boy's journey to fix his family and it sounds it does sound really really sweet mm. um so i'm excited to read that one and then the last one was one I got in another in a book box. I won't say which one just because I don't want to spoil it in case anyone hasn't had it yet. Um, but that was a The Mask of Mirrors by M. A. Carrick, which is a magical fantasy um, centering around a young con artist who tries to trick her way into a noble house to secure her and her sister's features. So that sounds really interesting. I'm yeah. sort of like, ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, and the book's really pretty too. <laughs> it's really, really pretty. Um, so yeah, so I do have a few things on my February, March TBR, but like I said, mm-hmm. they're mainly just arcs that I want to read to, to make sure I can try and promote them in time yeah. when they when they go on, when they go up for sale. Um, but yeah, so actually, before we move on to carry on with the planning theme, me and you had a really productive chat, didn't we, about the podcast recently? Yes. And we've come up with themes for each episode for the rest of the year. So there's definitely lots to look forward to, <laughs> um, and we plan on sticking around now. Now that we've figured out technical issues and. Yep everything so saying that though if you do have any themes or ideas you'd like us to cover or books you think that we'd love or books that you'd like to see featured on the book club we're always open to ideas and recommendations so please do get in touch at myendlessshelf at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you okay so we mentioned reading challenges mm-hmm. um oh actually no before we do that <laughs> i wanted to talk about our just getting back to our tbrs how many books are on your tbr do you know uh i can find out can you okay so yeah. I'll, I'll tell you mine mine is a lovely total of 1145 i literally I, I cleared all mine out because i was i was yeah. kind of like adding for the sake of it and just because it looked pretty or i didn't really know anything about it. i probably need to clear mine out because a lot of these are ones that i mean i've had my goodreads account possibly since i was about 15 yeah. 14 15 16 something along those lines which long. is you know half of my <laughs> lifetime ago <laughs> i'm not a spring chicken anymore um so yeah i've probably the, the, some of the books that i added when i was younger are probably books that i'm not even interested in anymore yeah. um my tastes have changed so much over the years that i doubt i'll want to read them so i probably do need to go back and have a clear out um, but yeah, at the moment it is on 1,145 and since the start of the year I've already added 14 <laughs> more. So that's really, really bad. I've managed to get mine down to 45. 45? Yeah, but I did, like I said, I did go, I went right back and I took off like, obviously ones that I put on there that I hadn't already brought. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. That I, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to read. Yeah. So that's mad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to come to terms with the fact that I'll never read all the books I want to. I don't have Bailey's watch or the ability to travel back in time. So I'm just trying to accept that and read as many good books as possible. It's why I've stopped forcing myself to read books I'm not enjoying because it's just a waste of my life and reading time. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I've added about 17 since the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, though, isn't it? Because so many amazing books come out, you just keep adding to it. And yours will go, well, that's the thing, you've dropped it to 45, <laughs> and it will shoot back up so quickly. But that really hopefully well. my, my plan will work. Yeah, and it'll and help you clear I can off read, your shelves a bit. Yeah, I can read all the old ones that I've got lying around. Yeah. And then buy more. Yeah. And get through them and not leave them. I mean, in my defence, so actually, long. I do need to clear some off because I... Not my um, digital bookshelves, but I cleared out my physical bookshelves. I had sort of a really early spring cleaning in winter. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've unhauled like 150, 200 books, which I'm planning to sell at some point. So, or, or just give away. Um, but yeah, so I have cleared a lot of space on my bookshelves. Yeah. Um, for more books. <laughs> I was going to say, I cleared I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not going to lie. It will be replaced with more. Um, but yeah, okay, so let's move on to reading challenges. Um, I normally set myself a challenge on Goodreads, um, or the story graph, but it's usually just to spur me on to keep reading. I don't really get upset or mad with myself if I don't meet my goal. Mm-hmm. So this year I've set a goal of 50 books. It's the same goal I set last year. I used to set goals of 100 or more, and it had... You know, I'd rather set a lower goal and then pleasantly surprise myself yeah. than set a really high one and then feel a bit bummed out that I haven't managed to do it. Because, you know, life is busy. Mm-hmm. Even with the pandemic, you know, I'm, I'm a mum. I've run a business. I don't have time to, yeah. to read all day, every day, even though sometimes I wish I do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, I, I like setting them, but I don't beat myself up if I don't yeah. achieve it. Because, like I said, at I the end of the day, reading's supposed to be fun. Yeah, so. I mean, sometimes I find it, it encourages you to read more. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially if you're in a bit of a, a slump and you don't really know what to read. You're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm like five books off my, yeah. my challenge. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'll go and find And sometimes something. it encourages me to be a bit sneaky and read books that I wouldn't normally. So, like... Um, if I'm sort of nearing the end of the, you know, the end of December and I've like got two books left that I need to do and I'm like, oh, I can't read two massive books then. I'll pick read two really small <laughs> ones or I'll pick two graphic novels and I can whiz through them in two hours and I'm done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it does, because I, I, I did that once and that was the first time I'd ever read a graphic novel and I found out that I actually really loved some mm-hmm. of them. Um, so, you know, that did open me up to reading new things that I hadn't thought of reading before. Um, you know so again it's another way of sort of expanding your horizons I think reading challenges are like that in general so there's the um, the story graph recently uh, launched a new feature where you can set a goal to read a certain number of pages instead of a certain number of books Mm -hmm. so this year I've set myself a goal of 10,000 pages and I, I strangely enough I'm more ahead on that goal than I am on the books goal. Yeah. So I'm closer to my 10,000 pages than I am to my 50 books, which is kind of strange, but it feels nicer in a way because you think 10,000 pages, wow, that's a lot of pages. Yeah. And the fact that I'm already closer to that makes me feel really good about myself. So actually, I think that's a nicer goal mm. almost to have Yeah. because it doesn't matter how big the books are that you're reading. It's, it's just a page just the number now, of pages. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's really nice, actually. <clears throat> and I do really want to get into using the story graph more this year. Because it does seem like a really nice tracking yeah. service. It's a lot prettier than Goodreads, I'm not going to lie. 
Um, you know, it is nice to look at. There's loads of cool new features they've put on there. If you go on your stats page, mm-hmm. it comes with all these really pretty bar charts and pie graphs of what kind of books you'll read the most yeah. and what these books have, the themes of these books. So it tells you what kind of themes you enjoy the most. And then if you click into them, you can see what books applied to that. And then you can find books that are similar. So you know you're going to pick books that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's great for mood readers. It so really I've is. I've got it. I haven't, I haven't used it that much. I'd highly um, recommend it. If, if you do, if you are reading based on your mood and, and, and that is how you read mm. I do think it works wonderfully because you, if you're in, in in the mood for a specific type of book it's really hard to find on Goodreads but if you go on the story graph and you want something that is funny or light hearted because I love light hearted reads so yeah. you can just literally click light hearted and it will come up with a bunch of stuff um, and, and it's, it's really great for finding things like that um, but yeah it's, it's, it is good but the, there are loads of other reading challenges as well so Storygraph do their own, but you can also make some. Mm. Um, and there are lots on there. There's one called the Queer Reading Challenge. There's a Translation Reading Challenge, a Genre Challenge. Um, so you can create your own reading challenges to share with others, or you can just hop on and pick any reading challenge yeah. that, you'd, that you'd like to join. And then any challenges that you join show on your challenge dashboard, which is like a, just a nice central overview of what you've done. Um, so it's really easy to track in like a really great way, like I said, to expand what you're reading. Mm-hmm. And it's really surprising what you can achieve. So like I've only done it with um, other than the books, like the amount of books and the amount of pages challenges, which yeah, are just yeah. tracked automatically. The other ones, you just have to assign a, a prompt from each ca- uh, challenge to the book that you've read. Right. So for Cemetery Boys, for example, I went on the queer reading challenge. And Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas hit six of the prompts on that challenge. So I'm already like 35% done with the challenge just from reading that one book because it hits so many different prompts. Yeah. So it was almost like, oh, wow, that's really good. I'm already like really far into this prompt. Mm -hmm. And again, like the the prompts on there, they they are really good at just like sort of encouraging you to read other other materials. I think I definitely need to like explore it a bit more. Yeah, I I would I would recommend it to everyone really. And and like I said, I'm trying to use it more personally and on the blog. So because I know how many people love it now. Mm. Um, so on the blog with each review, I'm trying to include a link to Goodreads and a link to Storygraph, so you can add the book to whichever TBR you want to. But yeah, it is really good. I was also looking at the um, book uh, the Book Riot Read Harder Challenge. Um, I've never actually taken part in it, but I was yeah. looking at it this year, and it, it it is brilliant, and it's great for anyone who's looking to like broaden their reading horizons. So if you if you want to if you if you mostly read one genre, but you really want to read other genres, it's great. That's not really for me because mm. I don't like nonfiction as a general rule. I'm very much a fiction person. Um, I, I I do just love fantasy so much, so the challenge didn't really do it for me. Um, but it does have 24 prompts, so you can do sort of two books a month. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, the th- prompts are things like, oh, a book you've been intimidated to read or a non-fiction book about anti-racism. And I was going to do it, but like I said, there's just some things like non-fiction where I just know I won't enjoy it. So I'm going to skip it this year and see what mm-hmm. they do next year. Yeah. Um, because I, just, I wouldn't want to sort of half-arse it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And just do half of them. I would like to do all of them. It's just I know I'm not going to enjoy it, so there's no point me forcing myself to read something I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm just doing a personal challenge and I want to focus more on fantasy because I did last year, I kind of took a detour from fantasy and read a lot of romance, um, which I get through really quickly. Mm -hmm. But fantasy I do love the most, I think. Um, 
and I am trying to work through my TBR instead of buying <laughs> new books, which isn't going well. Like I said, I've already subscribed to two big box subscriptions <laughs> against all better judgment, and I've even pre-ordered a few books already as well. So yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not well. Maybe we should just buy more bookshelves and just stop worrying about it. I think that's a very, very good plan, actually, Sophie. Oh, I, do. I really do. But yeah, so let's move on. So we've talked about planning. Um, let's talk about, because obviously this is our first podcast of 2021, let's talk about some of the books that we're most excited about that are coming out this year. And there are so many, so many good books that are coming out this year. What about, do you have any there's, there's thoughts? There's only one, but no, there's two. Yeah? Um... No, there's not this one. <laughs> yeah, it's the the new Jay Kristoff one. Yes, Empire of the Vampire. Yeah, and I yeah. missed the special edition pre-order. No. On Waterstones because somebody didn't remind me. She just got a copy. From I didn't. Herself. I didn't. Truthfully, <laughs> like this is genuinely. I'd seen a post the day before saying, um, oh, it'll be live on Waterstones the following day at 10am. And I think at half past 11, I went, oh, no, I've missed it. (laughs) Went on to Waterstones, saw that it was available, bought a copy, told you about it, and then you went on and was like, there's none left. (laughs) I know, because I was at work that day and And I completely forgot. Yeah, I wonder if I sort of snagged the last copy. Probably, because that's normally what happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, off the top of my head, it does look beautiful. That does, yeah. and it's again the UK cover is by um, Kirby Rosanes, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. I bought one of his coloring books not long ago, and I, oh, his his doodles, his art <laughs> is so so good. It's really really good. But yeah, I've I've got quite a few on mine. So there's the new TJ Clune has got two new books out this year. Well, he's probably got more than that, but two that I'm definitely interested in. So the first one is Under the Whispering Door. Um, and I did want to mention again the cover designer because um, there's been a big thing on Twitter lately where cover designers aren't credited enough when okay. book covers are the thing that draws you into a book first. Yeah. Um, so you know, so that was designed by Chris at Red Nose's Studio. And if you look at um, the house in the Cerulean Sea, you know the house on the front. Mm. He actually built a 3D model for that house, and that's how they got the artwork by taking okay. a photo of that. And he's done the same thing with Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Clune. It looks amazing. Yeah. But actually, um, the book sounds a little not not similar in terms of the culture and the themes, but the the, the just the main plot sounds similar to Cemetery Boys because mm. it's about a ghost who sort of falls for the man who's trying to help him pass on. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah, so yeah. just a slight similarity. Mm-hmm. Um. So it does sound really good, and I know it's going to be all TJ Clune epicness <laughs> and really good. And then obviously the Splash Fire, which is his sequel to The Extraordinaries. Now, I don't know who the cover designer is for that, actually. I, I've completely forgotten. Um, but that should be interesting. I know he responded to a lot of outrage out of the, uh, after the first book because of the um, issues with the police representation in right. The Extraordinaries, and he said that that's completely addressed in the sequel. And I'm interested in how it's going to pan out because obviously Mm. a lot of cool stuff happened in the first one if you haven't um if you do want to check that out we did a um book chat which you can find on the blog for the extraordinaries and we've got reviews on there as well um you can also check out our episode about it which was oh i don't know episode three four 
one of those. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. lose track, to be honest. Yeah, so check that out. Um, there's also, I pre-ordered this the other day, You're the One That I Want by Simon James Green. Mm-hmm. Simon James Green is one of my favourite authors. His books just instantly make me happy. <laughs> they just put me in such a good mood. Um, and usually, I think, I don't know whether they come out in summer, but they're usually all set in summer, so I get a really good sort of happy summer vibe from them. Yeah. Uh, so this one's sort of a Greece-inspired or Greece kind of take mm-hmm. on it so that it sounds really cute and really funny um again em- empire of the vampire um but yeah so there's there's quite a lot on my list as well there's um i've already mentioned law by alexander bracken and malice by heather walter mm-hmm. there's the infinity courts by akemi dawn Bra- bauman which is um like an it's, it's it's where someone dies and there's an the the afterlife is controlled by artificial intelligence Okay. So that sounds kind of cool, mm. a bit sci-fi and a bit... And she has to join with rebels to sort of save humanity. Yeah. So that sounds cool. And then there's a couple more. Um, we, these are uh, stories with trans representation in. Um, so there's May the Best Man Win by Z.R. Eller, which is an enemies to lovers kind of old relationship to new t- tension after one of the characters transitions. Right. Um, and then there's Meet Cute Diary by Emery Lee, which is a fake relationship... Um, trope. So basically, one of the characters is running a um, a trans sort of help romance help column, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, like a relationship advice column, um, and they have to sort of fake a romance to save face. Yeah, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. it comes out that the person who's writing the column has never been in a relationship. So it's like, oh, how can you be writing advice? Yeah. So they kind of fake a relationship to to sort of save face. And then the last one on my list is Jay's Gay Agenda by Jason June, which is like a gay bucket list. So he lives in a conservative <laughs> town where he's sort of repressed and everything. Yeah. And then he moves away to a very liberal town um, and he can start to check off all the things he's wanted to do. And that just sounds like loads of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that sounds really cool. They do sound cool. I think my TBR list is going to grow again. Yeah, it always quickly. does after our episodes, doesn't <laughs> it, actually? Yeah. But yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, so let's move on to our book club chat. Mm-hmm. So we read The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden, and we read that as our December um, book club choice yes. because we wanted a wintry, wintry read. I was a little bit worried about this one um, after you started it because you started it before I did because you said you were struggling a little bit with it. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely loved it. it. I made the mistake of starting it on Audible. Right. So I was at okay. work. Um, yeah. So I thought it might be easier. Um, to obviously listen to it, yeah, um, and get it, get it done a bit quicker makes sense. But when I started it on Audible, all the different names and like you got like three names for the same character, yeah, yeah. So I was like, hang on, who's who's who, 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 who's this? And then, I did, even though I read it, I did struggle with that a little bit at first. It did, it did take me a little while to understand that, you know. Well, I, I can't even remember now. Alexander, Sashka, and Saskia, I think, yeah, were all yeah. the same character. Yeah. So I was a little bit trying to just wrap my head around that. It didn't take me too long, mm-hmm. but, you know, it did take a little little bit of time. But it, it was just one of the best debut fantasy novels I've ever read. Yeah. Um, you know, the wintry aesthetic was really great and really sets the tone for the book. And it was made even better by the fact that it did nothing but snow the whole time I was reading yeah. it. We've had a really crazy winter here, haven't we, in the mm. UK? And, um, you know, it, it, it was really nice to sort of read it whilst looking out the window at the snow. Yeah. So that was really good. Yeah, so it's a historic novel. Um, so some of the themes aren't really nice to read about, are they? Um, there's quite a few things that, like, the child marriage and 
how sort of the religion was quite fear-mongering. Yeah. Um, that wasn't particularly nice to read about, but it did obviously fit in really, really well with yeah. the setting and the time period and with the fantasy elements as well. It mm-hmm. worked really well in conjunction with each other because it almost made the fantasy more pronounced Yeah, because there was this sort of clashing of religion and, and fear against yeah. it. Um, so that was really, really interesting. But I love the dark fairy tale and that it's just going alongside all the human drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, it, like I said, it's very, very strange. I could picture it in my head. Yeah, right. Like a little movie playing out and it was so good. Yeah. Like the world building was really, really well thought out and, you know, mm-hmm. I could picture everything completely clearly. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the way the fantasy just wove in with the real. Yeah, like you've got the, the little... Um, what they called? Oh, I've forgotten completely what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. All the little the, yeah, the, 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 into like the, the spirits. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But I've completely forgotten the name what they call them. But yeah, um, I know what you mean because they just <laughs> pop up all in random places, don't they? Because yeah. the spirits for lots of things, isn't mm-hmm. there? Um, you know, there's a water spirit or a water demon in the in the lake, and there's yeah. there's there's one who lives with the horses. And it's gonna really bug. Yeah, it's gonna really bug me what what the name is, but I've completely forgotten. Um, but yeah, so like I said, the, the the three names thing for most of the characters had me a little bit confused, but I got used to it really quickly, and I did really really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the main character Vasya was a brilliant character. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah, because at the beginning you almost didn't expect her to be. No. Because the way obviously it starts before she's born, mm-hmm. um, and with her family. And the way that she comes into the world and the things that are said around her birth, you know, you don't expect her to be the character that she turns out to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it does such a good job of twisting people, twisting the characters as well, because there are characters like her stepmother who, when you meet her, you instantly feel sorry for her. Yeah. And you think, oh, she's so sweet. She's going to mm-hmm. be a nice character. And then... We like hate her. Yeah, <laughs> everything changes and you end up really, really hating her. Yeah. And then at the same time, though, pitying her because you can understand a little bit why mm. she is the way she is. Yeah. And then you've got other characters who come in who you don't trust. Um, you know, th- th- there's the, the priest who comes in and, you know, you don't trust him anyway. Yeah. But then again, your perception of him almost changes a little bit because, mm. you you know, things happen and, and you start to sort of feel a bit sorry for him and yeah but then at the same time you're still like don't like <laughs> you at all <laughs> but yeah I, did, I fell in love with it to be honest I thought I thought Vasya was a great headstrong character mm-hmm. I think her character grows so well throughout the book I loved the the Russian landscape and the historical nature of the book and how you know like like how religion itself was handled and how the fear-mongering of the religion was handled yeah I think that was really well done the creatures are really interesting um um, and and I absolutely loved the frost demon at mm. the end. Yeah. Well, not at the end, sorry, towards the end, yeah. as you get to to know him a bit better. Um, and I just want to get my own magical house in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it was so good. It, it was. was really, really I honestly didn't think it was going to be as as good as it was. I know it's very very well well rated, uh, and I know we've left it really late to start the series because it's yeah. been out for a while. I think, I think year, all three all three books have been out for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really really blew me away. It was definitely definitely a, a great great book, and I loved some of the quotes and some of the things that 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 were said. I think the Frost Demon had some of the best lines in the book. 
Um, you know, you know, it was just, it was just really, really good. It just made me want to visit Russia. I just wanted to go, yeah, and just in winter and just explore, find just, forests, just, yeah, just find <laughs> forests and just wander around. Um, but I think I think people who love dark, twisted fairy tales, things like um, the Language of Thorns by Lee Bardugo, yeah. anything like that, I think you'll really, really enjoy the Bear and the Nightingale. It was mm-hmm. absolutely great. Um, normally we do. Oh yes, we are having a Twitter chat. Actually, sorry. Um, which will be Wednesday the 17th of February at 7pm UK. So you can come and join us for that. Um, you can catch the review at myendlessshelf.weebly.com. So if you just go on there and search for The Bear and the Nightingale or if you click on the book club category, you will find it there. But yes, uh, we are considering replacing the Twitter chat with a virtual book club shortly. Mm-hmm. Sophie and I have been testing out a really fun app called Bookship and it seems really good actually so far it seems fun and perfect for hosting a virtual book club and it'll allow us to sort of all buddy read the books a little more Yeah. Um, so we can share snippets from what we're reading, you can tag spoilers so you don't spoil it for anyone um, and it just seems like a really fun place to connect so we might be moving from, after this um, Twitter chat, we might be moving to Bookship but we will keep everyone posted yeah. and see how that goes mm-hmm. our next book we have chosen a relatively new book for once yeah. As I said, normally we're really behind the times <laughs> pick that were released years ago. Um, so because it is Valentine's Day this month, we have decided to go for um, a faux love story by, I think it's Lonely, mm-hmm. um, which just came out this month. It's a young adult romantic comedy surrounding two Vietnamese-American teens whose families run rival restaurants. So straight away I'm like, ooh, <laughs> enemies to lovers, this is going to be so much fun. And people have said that you get massive food cravings from reading this book because it's filled <laughs> with so much Vietnamese food. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, I'm really interested to read this. But yeah, so um, here's the synopsis just quickly. So it says, if Bao Nguyen, which I'm really bad at pronouncing names, really sorry, had to describe himself, he'd say he was a rock. Steady and strong, but not particularly interesting. His grades are average, his social status unremarkable. He works at his parents' faux restaurant, and even there, he is his parents' fifth favourite employee. Not ideal. If Lin Mai had to describe herself, she'd say she was a firecracker. Stable when unlit, but full of potential for joy and fire. She loves art and dreams, pursuing a career in it. The only problem? Her parents rely on her in ways they're not willing to admit, including working practically full-time at her family's faux restaurant. For years, the Mai's and the Nagayans have been at odds, having owned competing, competing neighbouring faux restaurants. Bao and Lin, who've avoided each other for most of their lives, both suspect that the feud stems from feelings much deeper than friendly competition. But then a chance encounter brings Lin and Bao in the same vicinity despite their best efforts and sparks fly. So we're going to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Sounds really cute and really cool and full of food and I'm really yes. excited. And again, <laughs> apologies for my butchering of name pronunciations <laughs> it's not my strong suit but yeah so it's got like a rivals to lovers theme going on it sounds really cute so grab a copy of that it is only out in hardback at the moment um paperback and audio and ebook are not released until april i'm afraid mm-hmm. so yeah so if you can grab a copy read it and join us for our next book chat which will be tuesday the 16th of march where we're going to be talking about all things audiobooks, what we love about them, what we don't like about them, and our favourite audiobooks and narrators. So don't miss it. So that's all for now. Thank you for listening and happy reading. Bye-bye. Bye.